Blog Talk Radio. That's what I said. If it's going to be that kind of party, I'm going to stick my... Oh, hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from Federal Baseball on the line. After the National 7-5 win over the San Diego Padres out there at Petco Park. <sighs> they made us stay up until 2 o'clock and made us stressed out at the end, Dave. Uh, Sean Kelly, Dusty Baker said last night that he's most likely unavailable for tonight's game after he pitched a little too much in the last couple of days, in Baker's opinion. He said he probably would take the ball if they asked him to, but sometimes they have to tell him no or at least not ask him. So they get to the ninth with a 7-5 lead. They bring on Yusmero Petit, looking for his second career save. Uh, from what they said on the broadcast, his first one was a three-inning save as well. So not exactly uh, familiar with his position. Gives up a single to a center field by Will Myers. Matt Kemp steps in there, hits a fly ball to deep left field. He apparently knew off the bat that it wasn't going out there, but I, I think he just missed that one. Puts one on the track where Jason Worth catches it for out number two. Uh, Solerde pops out for the second out of the inning. Melvin Upton Jr. comes up, uh, grounds out the short. Really nice play by Danny Espinosa on a fast runner to get the throw over there. Uh, continue to be impressed by his arm, but they made us sweat this one out. Uh, Mero Petit gets the save. The Nationals get their second straight win in San Diego, third straight win overall. It's close there in the end, but they pulled it out. Yeah, you know, it's just like Mike Rizzo drew it up in February. <laughs> um, you know, it, Pettit was an interesting choice tonight. Um, obviously, he's a veteran. He's been around forever. Um, the Giants used him in all sorts of situations, but um, but never never to close. There was always uh, Brian Wilson or uh, um, the guy that's there now whose name is escaping me off the top of my head uh, so late at night, but... Uh, um, yeah, he was able to come in and uh, and get the job done. That the, the, the blow by Kemp there, um, I audibly cursed uh, in my workplace uh, when that ball left the bat. But um, thankfully, Worth was able to haul it in there on the track. Um, Espinosa made a hell of a play to get the third out. Um, you know, so kudos to, to Petit. Um, but not surprising that they wanted to lay off Kelly. He had a couple of uh, more than inning appearances in a row, and then the to save last night. So, um, you know, this bullpen is going to be a little bit of an adventure here. Um, I've got all the confidence in the world that Sean Kelly can get the job done in the ninth inning or whenever the save might happen. But uh, but getting there is going to be an adventure, you know. Removing him from the eighth inning kind of, you know, leaves, uh, leaves it up to Dusty Baker to mix and match uh, on how he gets there tonight. Ollie Perez didn't, uh, didn't get his job done and, uh, made things a little stickier than it should have been. Uh, Blake Trinan extends his scoreless appearances, but um, but does nobody any favors to their uh, to their blood pressure. Um, and, and then and then Petite, uh, or I should say, Sammy the Hammer Solis uh, does what he's uh, um, but, you know, what he's been doing since they called him up. So uh, it's definitely going to be a little bit of an adventure. Um, it, it, it's interesting that, that that Dusty stayed away from Belial tonight. Um, you know, theoretically the only fresh arm in the pen, and, um, you know, he's the one that didn't pitch. So, um, you know, just it, uh, Nats fans are going to have to, um, you know, hold their breath and hold their hair and cross their fingers and toes or whatever every night because we're, we're going to see this for a little while, I think. 
seven to three lead going into the seventh. As you mentioned, Oliver Perez comes on leadoff walk, which is exactly what you don't want to do at a Christian Betancourt, the former Braves catcher. John Jay, who's just on an absolute tear, 24th and double of the year, puts runners on second and third there. So Blake Trining comes on, gets a ground out from Will Myers, uh, runs scores there 7-4, walks Matt Kemp. Just come on with the walks already. Uh, F.P. Santangelo is politely scolding him for having the sinker that he has and not necessarily using it all the time. Just keep on throwing that sinker if you're going to be in there for one inning. Just throw nothing but your sinker, break their bats, and really just use that pitch to get through there. But he manages to get out of the inning without any more uh, damage, even though he gives up that walk, gives up a single by Upton. Uh, gets out of there. You mentioned Sammy Solis in the eighth. I think the problem we're going to see here, as you mentioned, is bridging that gap now. You move Kemp into Papelbon's place, sure, but you replace Papelbon on the roster with Matt Belisle, who I think is kind of best suited to a long relief role, maybe not high leverage innings, or especially not right now, just coming off the DL and a a long stint away from the major leagues. Uh, not the ideal makeup for the bullpen here. I don't think we're going to see any trades necessarily just yet. I, I think they're going to wait until Papelbon gets back and see if he's improved when he's healthy. But it could be interesting for a couple of weeks here going forward when they have to move everything around. Everyone's just, you know, down an inning. Kelly goes to the ninth, and then you got to make up their way to get there. And some of the pitchers that are going to have to be used in that position uh, haven't necessarily been reliable recently. Right, and the, the other problem is, is that Felipe Rivero uh, is in a slump. Um, you know, yeah. at the beginning of the season, he was lights out against everybody. Uh, the last three weeks, he's been pretty crummy. I mean, let's you know, let's call it for what it is. He's not been very good. Um, can't get lefties out, um, and, and the last couple of appearances, appearances um, just hit around you know all the way. I mean, his ERA is five and a half at this point this season, and while it's tough to rate short relievers on their ERA. Um, you know, at some point that, that is what it is as well. So, um, you know, if they had Felipe Rivero going like he was the first six weeks of the season, I think there's less of a problem, but, uh, but he's not. And until they get him straight, it's almost like they're down two arms. Yeah. I think he was most likely unavailable tonight too, so they weren't going to test him, but I kind of wanted to, I know there's plenty of reasons why you wouldn't do this, but I was kind of, before they decided on uh, Sean Kelly for that role, I was kind of hoping they'd just throw Felipe Rivero out there as much as he's been struggling, maybe hope that that uh, situation put him out there, kind of challenge him to go out there and do it and see what he could do as closer. Uh, He did it at the end of last season, the few games he got in right towards the end. Looked really dominant out there. As you mentioned, he hasn't been going good. I'm trying to pull up the quote as I stole here for a second. Uh, Dusty Baker last night said he's having some internal struggles on why he's not doing better, which is something we all have at some point. Uh, he's definitely kind of questioning himself out there, which is probably the last thing you want to do when you're <laughs> struggling. But uh, if Kelly's not going to be available every day, they don't want to keep on using him multiple days in a row with his history. Uh, do you think there's any chance they throw Felipe out there? Or you think they need to get him straight before they throw him into that role and really test him like that? Well, I, again, if he was throwing the way he did at the beginning of the season, I think they probably would have turned to him. Um, you know, he's, he's got classic uh, um, dominant lefty stuff. But, again, if he's in the middle of an existential crisis, then it's hard to put him into those high-leverage, uh, um, you know, game-clinching innings like that. Um, I really do think they need to get him right before they give him any more responsibility. And, and, and look, we talked about this last night. I think Sean Closer 
Sean Closer. Sean Kelly is built to be a closer. <laughs> um, he just hasn't had the opportunity yet. Um, high strikeout numbers. He's always uh, uh, been stingy, relatively stingy with walks. Um, you know, he's got two-plus pitches. The slider is just a tremendous pitch, and he uses it about 55% of the time. Um, I see no reason why they, they should have a problem with him. They just need to get to him at this point. Joe Ross on the mound at the start tonight against his former team, 5-4 uh, and four before tonight, 301 ERA, 362 FIP, 2.76 walks per nine, 7.41 K per nine, 229, 300, 362 line against, 71 and two-thirds. I mentioned facing the Padres who drafted him uh, first, second time in, in the majors, uh, first time in San Diego tonight. Gives up a double by John Jay on the first pitch. RBI single by Matt Kemp brings Jay home one nothing at that point. A broken bat RBI single by Jay in the fifth makes it 5-2 to two Nats at that point. He gives up a home run by Derek Norris on a low liner to left that just clears that ridiculous five-foot wall out there. It's probably the only park in the majors that one's going to go out and not just bounce off the wall for a double, but Former Nats prospect Derek Norris hurts them again, but a decent outing by Joe Ross. Not not necessarily dominant, but uh, six innings, six, six hits, three runs, two walks, six Ks. Ended up throwing 95 pitches. A little weirdness there in the seventh when they sent him back out and then waited for the Padres to put in a pinch hitter and uh, then pulled him at that point and went to the bullpen. But overall, decent outing from Ross. And what do you think about the way that ended there? I think Jesse was just waiting for the matchup he wanted and then made the change. Yeah, you know, that was a little weird, but uh, um, Dusty's not above playing head games every once in a while. He's uh, he's a big fan of sending the pitcher out to bat and then yanking him um, the next inning and, and that type of thing. So, um, yeah, just a little bit of gamesmanship, I think, there. But Ross pitched pretty well tonight. It wasn't it wasn't his best outing. It, it was far from his worst. And um, I'm kind of like Roark last night, um, you know, was good enough to keep the Nats in it against a pretty crummy team. Uh, the Nats scored a lot of runs for him to kind of take the pressure off. Um, you know, Derek Norris just seems to, to to live to get revenge against the Nats for trading him away. Uh, I think he's got like 26 homers and 29 at-bats against him or something silly like that. So um, it's always fun to see him um, play. And, you know, the Nats fans can think back and, and wonder what if he was still here. And, you know, to have a catching combo of Ramos and, and Norris would be kind of uh, fun and interesting, but then we wouldn't have the pleasure of tearing our hair out uh, watching Gio Gonzalez pitch every five days. Christian Friedrich, I was kind of searching my mind. I remembered him, but couldn't remember where from. When I looked him up, a former Colorado Rockies pitcher, uh, walks uh, Ryan Zimmerman, uh, hit and run single by Ramos, sacked five by Rendon, one-to-one in the second after the uh, Padres jumped out to an early lead. Back-to-back symbols, singles by Worth and Harper, a two-run double by Daniel Murphy, a two-run home run by Zimmerman, five to one really quickly there in the third inning as they just kind of jumped all over him. And as Bryce Harper tweeted the other day, "Fwah!" as they keep on yelling every time they hit a home run. Uh, hopefully someone's going to figure out what the heck that means at some point. Daniel Murphy goes opposite field again in the uh, sixth inning, six to two at that point. Another "Fwah!" apparently. Uh, Murphy just really impressive swing on that one. Puts it out to left center field. It just really went over. Uh, I was kind of I kind of liked what I saw from Friedrich. I, I remembered him once I got him out there on the mound and saw what he uh, saw who he was and remembered his stuff a little bit. But uh, nine hits, six runs, two walks, three Ks, two home runs, one by uh, 
Zimmerman won by Murphy there. Not particularly sharp outing, but still a 3-1-5 ERA. Uh, started 2-something, went up to 3-1-5 after he gives up six runs tonight. Yeah, he was a pretty heralded prospect for the Rockies, and um, like all pitching prospects for the Rockies, um, got beat around, and um, you just that's just a ballpark you can't pitch in, and it's no wonder that he's starting to enjoy a little success uh, now that he's pitching at sea level again and his breaking pitches can break. Um, but tonight, yeah, you said it wasn't particularly sharp. Um, Zimmerman just hit a just a laser um, for his home run, and, and Murphy – got a chance to see the uh, the replay, the slow-mo replay real close up. Um, he generates so much power from his legs. He's, he's a fun guy to watch because he's not a big guy. He's not a, a classic power hitter in, in any stretch of the imagination um, and has never really hit for a lot of power up until the last couple of seasons. But you just watch his lower body at work, and, and his upper body just kind of um, is just the, the, the pendulum there because he's generating all his power from the lower body and, and and you're right, that, that shot tonight was just, uh, uh, he really muscled up on it, and it, was, and it was neat to watch. Difficult question here for you, but I'll, I'll put it to you anyway. Padres, brown and yellow unis they were wearing tonight, awesome or awesome? They're, they're just, they're fantastic. Um, <laughs> and, and, you, and you couple it with the, with the mat of the helmet instead of the shiny helmet, it's just, it's yeah. spectacular. I really liked their look last night. We didn't get a chance to talk about it. With the with the blue and the yellow piping, I thought that yellow piping really stood out really nice. The, the Padres usually have have some pretty nice uniforms, except for this, the god awful uh, camo unis. But yeah, those brown unis today, really really nice. Yeah, I, th- I thought last night's uniforms looked like they stole them from LSU or something. But the brown and uh, <laughs> yellow ones that they br- they brought out tonight just brings me back to those uh, Steve Garvey and uh, Tony yeah. Gwynn days of my of my youth watching Tony Gwynn just. Not my favorite team, but one of my favorite hitters of all time, just to watch him work up there. Uh, I did want to talk about Will Myers a little bit. I didn't see a lot of him early in his career because he's in the AL, and I loathe American League baseball. But uh, one for five tonight, 284 line on the year. Uh, going into the game, 21 for 58, a 362 average, six doubles, eight home runs in 15 games in the month of June. Really impressive uh, stint he's putting together. Finally healthy out there trying his best to make the trade that brought uh, Joe Ross and Trey Turner over to the Nationals. Not look like a complete wash for everyone not named Mike Rizzo, but people keep dealing with Rizzo for some reason. But you can see why the Padres like this. It is really talented out there. As I mentioned, uh, after one from five tonight, 284 average on the year and looking to be a representative for the Padres when they host the All-Star game out there in a couple of weeks. Right. You know, this guy was once the, the uh, unanimous selection for the best prospect in baseball and He's been traded twice now and, and kind of fade, that star has faded a little bit, but he's putting together a really productive season this year. And you just see him at the plate. I mean, he's, he looks like a ball player, right? He's, he's tall and yep. thin and chiseled and um, just looks like the all-American kid. And, um, you know, just watching, watching the way he swings, it's, just, it's a really nice, powerful, even stroke. And um, you can see that the, the talent is there. Um, and, and you just hope for a guy, you know, you, you, you know, the, the, the Nats, you know, only have to play the Padres a couple of times a season. So, um, you know, you, you get a chance to root for some of these guys that maybe have bounced around a little bit and haven't fulfilled all the lofty, um, you know, all the lofty uh, uh, outlook that they had on them at one point. But, but Myers is a good ball player. And, and I think just consistency in the same organization for a little while, that's really going to start to blossom. We're seeing it now, but I think there's even more there for him. 
And unfortunately, you're seeing his name start to pop up in trade talks with the Padres 27-42 and 42 after tonight's loss. And hopefully for the sake of Padres fans, they don't go and trade him away because I, I think they have a, the makings of an interesting team out there. I don't, I don't know what it's going to take to compete in that division with some of the powerhouses out there, but they got some interesting talent on that team. And unfortunately, they're going to have to match up with Max Scherzer tomorrow night. Max Scherzer against Colin Ray in the third game of uh, four out there, 10-10 p.m., Nationals 43 and 25. I uh, think they got, I don't know, it might be a reverse lock situation, but I, I kind of have a feeling Max Scherzer is going to go out there and dominate tomorrow. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of expected, right? I mean, the Padres are a crummy hitting team. Max Scherzer is a high strikeout guy. Um, you know, going to LA next and, um, you know, with the rest of the trip, they would just say they really needed to sweep the Padres. I mean, you know, it's hard to say, you know, you need to sweep somebody, but the Padres. Um, you know, they, they've got like a collective 310 on base percentage, and that's, you know, and, and, you know, Kemp's under 300 and, and, and Upton's under 300 and Solarte's right around 300. I mean, these are good players, and they just don't get on base. So um, you, you expect Scherzer to take advantage of it tomorrow night. 10-10 tomorrow night, 43-25 and 25 after 7-5 win tonight. Matt's nightly sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. It's quarter to three in the morning over here. I'm going to bed. Talk to you tomorrow night, sir. Get some sleep. Dog has to go nap from his sleep.